At least we don't try to talk about comedy on the podcast. It's Brit Talk episode whatever. I'm here with the best female open mic comedian, Georgia Warder, dude. It's very kind. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Name name someone better than you. You won't do it. See? <laughs> I I feel like that's a loaded <laughs> question to start with. Hey, um, hey, um, no, I think there's... I, I, I uh, think there's plenty of people with way more time and way more experience, and it's a nice they're out there crushing political it. Political answer, okay. So yeah, let's just let's just. Uh, I want to start with your literacy rating joke. Okay. What is the what is the true what is the true number of your hometown's literacy rate? So I actually googled it. Um, it was like the year or two after I graduated, and there was like this website that listed them by county. Mm-hmm. And my county only had one high school. So it had to have been my graduating class. And it was like a 15% English proficiency. And I think math was 7%. And uh, and I can list those kids. Holy <laughs> now, what county is this? Um, Lewis County. Lewis West County. West, no. And I'm um, listen, my whole family is in teaching. There, it's not without trying. There's an opioid de- epidemic going on, and they're all underpaid. So how much? Well, I wonder like how, how much do they get paid. I wish my <laughs> joke had that tone to it as well. Of like, it is not the teacher's fault. Like, it is so many flaws in like the education system itself. It's not the people trying to do the work. Right. You know. So you you are. It's a pretty big county, dude. Like that, and there's only one high school. Yeah. In that whole county. Yeah. How, we many were, pe- how many people were in your We were school? technically a AAA school when I was there, um, which okay. is like the biggest one. So like we go against Morgantown and stuff. But I think we were on the cusp. Like it was like 900 kids. I mean, you, got, you were right next to Buckhannon, the city yeah. of Buckhannon, dude. Yeah, Buckhannon Upshur High School. They have the... Do you think their literacy rating was higher? Uh, I don't know. They were our rivals. Did you... Wait, wait what's, what, where were you from? Weston? Uh, Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the map right now, yep. so I'm, I'm getting. Yep, I'm a, from Weston. I'm trying to figure out where in relation we'll I tell was. Tell everybody where to find my family. They don't, they're not <laughs> going to go to that cave <laughs> in West Virginia. You know? True life. <laughs> uh, True life. Oh, uh, my dog has to go outside, which is. Oh, which was is that with the nosing? Was? Yeah, and she keeps, uh, you know, hitting the door. Everyone should know that Josh's dog is my girlfriend, and we're in love. Yeah, we're in love so much where I'm going to pause because I want to make sure she goes outside. Right. And we're back. See, that's how quick you can just be like, hey, girlfriend, take that take the dog outside. Okay, so did you ever hear of Wellsboro, West Virginia? Wells, Wells? No, it was a Wellsboro? No, shit. <sighs> this is going to kill me because I was in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, and it is like a whole different century Yeah. there. Is that like the like the equivalent for you as well? Oh, for sure. And like, depending on, it's one of the things I kind of like about there. I used to include it in my set, um, like commentary on that. But yeah, it's like a whole other world. I mean, my, I think it was like two or three years ago, my dad got Netflix for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they didn't have enough internet access to stream. Like the internet did not reach to their house. So what? they couldn't do streaming. So, so like satellite TV. I did college classes from my dad's place um, one summer and had to like go to McDonald's in town to like be able to upload my files. What the fuck? Yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, 
it's just like a different world. I mean, now they have it and he has Netflix because he bought a pawn TV where somebody's family had already signed into the TV. So now he has Netflix for free. It's pretty great. No they, way that they, they let that this, ride. They use this kid's profile. It's, oh it's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, I love it. But yeah, I mean, well, he lives like way like, you know, the Sago coal mine disaster. No. OK, tell me more. OK, so this was a uh, I think it was disasters in West Virginia. The nation doesn't know about them. They just stay. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Alice Cooper, I think, was the one that came to okay. Sago for this. But they it, it's like a whole media lesson in college because um, my degree was in marketing of bad journalism is what they did. Okay. So it was like, I think it was 12, 12 people, 11 people. Um, but they reported initially that they found one person dead and like, uh, 11 people alive and it was the inverse. So it was oh one person was alive and 11 people were dead. And I, uh, was friends with this kid from church and his dad died in it. So, like, that's why I don't trust the coal companies, and I never have. Um, but, like, it's the most West Virginia story ever. But The fact that you're like, I don't trust the coal companies. Like, yeah, go figure, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah. But everyone I, still works for it. No, probably. it used <laughs> to drive me nuts because, like, people will get, like, all f- freaking worked up. Like, this state was built on coal and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's automation, dude, that's taking your job. It's not even... And like yeah. they've never cared about you. Like there, we started strikes. Like we had literal wars with these companies. God. If you knew the history, but anyway, my dad lives out past the Sago coal mine. That okay. was my diversion there. Uh, but my dad lives out past Sago coal mine, and uh, there's like n- no internet access there. Like they have satellite now. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. I mean, it's so secluded, and yeah, I really, I do have a West Virginia story dude it's it's wild because like i don't know i both of my parents have been on strike at the same time before (laughs) (laughs) both coal miners no uh my dad worked for a uh telephone company okay and his strikes were crazy those were those were like striking against the people like they would do some like they would take their trucks and like block it so nobody could get into the building and like do that kind of stuff and my mom was a teacher and she was on strike and they were more like we want to help your kids like pick it like they were so much nicer about it but my dad's crew they they did striking in the so you're striking in your family so you're you're made for for some rowdiness yeah, yeah, I believe in unions. Like that's a <laughs> well, I think we we're all going to eventually. Uh, well, I mean, we've basically outlawed them at this point, but yeah, until but but you know, Amazon workers are dying, so you know, yeah, yeah and they're putting it like in the toilet stalls um, that you don't want to vote for a union, which is insane and actually illegal, but it's like really hard to get them on that, so it like they never do, and yeah. Did you? Uh, you know, you obviously had to notice like the amount of like expected tipping that's now occurring, right? On every single transaction. Oh like, yeah. Do you want to tip these people? And it it's fucking nuts to me. And this is why we're gonna need unions. Like, there's gonna be a Chipotle union yeah. because these stupid people. There should be a Starbucks union. Yeah. They're well, really they tried that, right? Yeah. And then that one place got shut down. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, they just delete the. I mean, nope. we need unions across the board, like. Seriously, like we don't have rights. We need a workers bill of rights, but that's that's a whole other thing. I think it's like a game changer for like America. Like we have 
you know, the OG Bill of Rights, but now we truly need a Workers' Bill of Rights. There's going to be so many people that are like, I don't want to say die, but I think that like, there's just going to be a lot of poverty before that even happens. I feel like a lot of people We're are already there. You know what I mean? Like, truthfully, like we don't make the Im- nearly the amount of money. Like if you adjust for inflation. Oh, dude. I like, try to get my grandma with this at any point. And she's like, back in my day, I made like 16 cents an hour. And I was like, yeah. And you were able to afford your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And it's so much of that. Like it, there's a way to get over the corporate greed, but. I don't know. I always said I was either going to be a politician or a comedian, and I picked comedian because I actually wanted to do something. So, no Nala, no ball, dude. <laughs> Nala wants to be, Nala wants to be a politician. She's going to make change. She says balls for everyone. It, it cracks me up too because like sh- she's such a good, do- good looking dog. Like absolutely, <laughs> oh my god, absolutely beautiful dog, and. People like talk to you, talk to you as if like you made it. It's like your like your dog is so cute, as if I just didn't like g- get this dog dumped on my lap, and I was like, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, but she is. I mean, she truly is a gem. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I feel about my cat. Everybody that uh, like Sheba's around comedians now, and uh, everyone likes her because she's super chill. I don't know how to handle cats. Like I like I like to know how to handle dogs because like you know they're very intense. Yeah, they need all of like like the attention in the world. The cats like you can just leave them for ever. Like you can yeah. like if you just have food and a litter box, like they're good to go. Or I guess a toilet. I saw the cat toilet training thing. I thought about doing that for a while because I had a kitten in college, um, and he died but um, that's did he fall on the toilet uh no oh. no he got shot because <laughs> i let him out in west virginia um that's, that's how that goes <laughs> yeah my dad's killed two dogs yep yep how were you upset when that happened or were you not surprised oh i was pissed yeah but like at he the just, same time he just went missing we never found him again oh, okay well that's what my dad tells me i think my dad found him and didn't want to say anything how old were you uh 20 i think 20 yeah because i got him when i uh in college and then i went home for a summer and yeah the summer that i was uploading the files and yeah at mcdonald's while i was out doing that you're only like 25 so like a lot of this is gonna be i'm 27 sorry 27 you're only 25 to me i know that much older but no i get that i i have this weird thing with comedians where like i think anybody that started after me is younger than me and like yes. when i find out they're older than me i'm like what and they're like talking crazy. to you as if you're like an og yeah, yeah dude uh, even though we're nowhere close to the og status uh, i'm not at all uh. like i yeah i i started hosting the saint Clair mic and i know we said no comedy but no, okay. nah. i started hosting the saint Clair mic and like there's so many of like the new the new group of people who like took comedy classes or just newer and kind of clumped together that go there. And somebody started like literally referred to me as like the comedy mommy. And I was like, no dude, that's I'm barely in this. Like, like I've only been here for what a year and a little, a little over a year and a half, like a year and eight months, nine months. 
Yeah, yeah, because you we've d- we started comedy at the same time, but you were in Denver, so we're both over two years, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I technically did six months. I say I did six months in Denver, but I, it was more like it was sporadic out there. Like, I tried to go to Mike's by myself, and then I had this one time that this homeless dude charged my car. Uh, like he like ran after me like while I was getting out of the car, so I just got back in my car and drove thirty minutes home back to oh Aurora, late at night, and like Aurora is not a place to fuck around. And uh, well, you were gonna have to go back there anyway. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like I didn't stay for the mic because like I was in downtown Denver get ch- get charged by this dude, and then I just didn't get plugged into the scene while well there. So I'd say I maybe did like ten mics out there. like it wasn't that months. much yeah wow like spread out and i don't know I, that's why i really don't count that time yeah i all i did was learn how to hold a mic true yeah i so first off i, I always like it's not everyone says like oh yeah no comedy we can talk about stand-up yeah, yeah. just every podcast is I like agree. hey dude like yeah. what's the sets yeah let's talk about the meat of comedy yeah. but when i first started it was like I was doing like two or three a week and then it went like crazy like every night and then starting a candle company doing that really burned me out to the point where I, I had like a panic attack where I really thought I was going to die. It felt like a heart attack. I was like, it has to be the closest to it. And um, that's when I realized. So I, I scaled back on comedy like a little bit and I went back to like the two to two to three days a week. And then now I'm finally back to like. I don't know four or five if you th- if I think about it like I don't try to think about how much how many days I'm going out. I started with like I remember my original one when I showed up to Parkway for the first time. I was like, okay, I'm gonna hit like a mic every other week. I'm gonna be really hitting hitting it hard, and then it so quickly became three mics a week was my minimum, and then I bumped up to four mics a week was my minimum. And then I started going constantly, and then I didn't stop going until my one week off last year from comedy was getting COVID. And it was the first time I had had COVID, and I was so sick. And then the following week, I think I did I think I think did seven mics that week and then two shows. And mm-hmm. I was like, Georgia, you're killing yourself. And I was holding like a full-time corporate job. Right. And I burned myself out. Like, and now you see me, I'm like chilling i don't really i think that anxiety is a uh like you can kind of just keep pushing the the bar because now i'm like i would argue that i'm working harder than ever but like i haven't had an anxiety attack in a year i guess i'm about due i don't know it it was like last october so it's been a minute since i've had a real one yeah but i go to the hospital because i'm fat so i'm like this Uh, is it like i'm dead like you're like you're like yeah this is clearly an anxiety attack i'm like oh my heart's exploding yeah no, no, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I've I've had some behaviors that made me think my heart was exploding. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's probably the Red Bulls. Um, yeah, fully. <laughs> uh, so I actually found out where I was. It was Welsh, around Welsh, West Welsh, Virginia. Welsh, West Virginia. I should know where that is. Let me see it on a map. It's like down this like 52. What county? Oh, boy. Um, oh, you're like deep. So, in. yeah, there's Princeton. I was down in Welsh. Oh, geez. Yeah, no. That part of the state is, that is a time capsule. Like, that's the part of the state where you start getting into whole counties that don't have access to, like, a grocery store. Like, they have yes. to drive, like, two hours dollar to generals. get to one. Yeah, yep. Dollar General's everywhere. And, like, to get genuine fresh produce, you have to drive so far. Dude, 
I was blown away. I had to stay in Princeton. I had to drive 45 minutes down a coal road to get to the bank I was working at. Mm-hmm. And then the whole town was condemned by FEMA and they, everyone was still living there. Yeah. They're like, you. There's sh- nowhere else yeah, to go. You should. Y- anywhere, dude. You see how homeless? Figure it out. Like, you can you can do this. Yeah. No, but that, I mean, for those people, it's like, I grew up, like, this is my town, you know? Yeah. Someone robbed the bank there. That makes sense. And then they just, they just, they were camo. They just walked back into the woods and they could never find them. They, f- and then they like, they found uh, ATV tracks. So they parked an ATV at probably at the top of the mountain and then just drove off. Nice. I mean, that probably, that's like every week, I'd assume. Yeah. Like, that's a classic yeah. way of robbing. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is truly a wild place. Like, I remember the biggest shell shock thing for me that I could not get over in Denver and I did not expect it was that there were seven grocery stores within two miles of me. That was the craziest thing ever. And all of them were like fresh produce and like good places to go. And I was like, our Kroger shut down and all we had in all they have in my hometown is pretty much a Walmart and then there's a something express. And, like, I mean, you can go to, like, the farmer's market yeah. for fruit and stuff. But, like, as far as, like, a genuine, like, I don't know, regular-ass grocery store, they just do not have it. That is, and like, you don't even think about it because, for me... Food deserts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's in America. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I would say, for me, there was, like, a local produce place like a local shop in my hometown and like one over then we had the walmart but like if you wanted to get anywhere for like a movie or like a good restaurant of going out to eat it was 25 minutes of a drive like oh yeah well we used to drive up to clarksburg all the time uh right up 79 it's like a 20 ish minute drive i think 25 um we drive up there for the movies but weston used to have a four theater movie theater like you, you got four movies and I remember like as a kid getting my grandma to drive me there to get me popcorn because I liked movie theater popcorn and then it but then it shut down and like you like they've lost so much in Weston from like when I was a kid it's crazy like it's kind of sad right because like my hometown's a bit the same like I mm-hmm. felt like it had more life I mean so Scott's LPA had the most millionaires in like 1898 or something like that. Like whenever um, the guy was building like railroads and shit, whatever that guy like had a mansion there. Oh, like is that Car- a, Carnegie and Carnegie um, and uh, Rockefeller. Yeah. Yes. Like those guys like and all their like cronies, I guess like had houses there something like that. And um, yeah, had the most millionaires in the entire country at one point in time. And now it's like, we had the most pizza shops probably per capita in like one town. I think it's like six or seven. Yeah. I remember we had a Fox's pizza and I'm pretty sure it worked there for 10 years. It got shut down because I think either the owner killed his son or his son killed the owner or something. Uh, The second one sounds more realistic. I think that's what happened. Because I would imagine then the son would try to take over the business if it was the other way. I think the son killed. Yeah. But I mean, like they've got cute little places and stuff. It's just, it's hard in that like town to i don't know they, they're they trying to get better business they're trying to get better branding like all of that whoa there, there, you there we are. go yeah um i was that was the powers of lewis county taking over my thumb <laughs> and making me stop talking about the town but like i really care about that place i thought about staying for a long time but i just knew i was going to get exhausted trying to be and also nobody's going to listen to a lesbian telling them how to run their town 
you know? Not in that area. Yeah. No. Sure no, it's, it's like a disqualifier. I mean, it has gotten better there, though, for gay people. It genuinely has. Yeah, I'm sure that place is redder than the devil. <laughs> it is. I'm not even that political. That's I just, why. It's a good that's comparison. why it kills me. People are upset that, and I, maybe I'm doing too deep of a cut here. People get upset, like that. I'm friends with Trevor Austin. It's like, what? What kind of people do you think I grew up around? You know what I mean? Like, I'm always down to have a conversation. We don't have to agree politically. Right. Like for me to like you as a person, you know. I mean, that's the old-fashioned way of just being friends with people. Honestly, yeah. it's it's rooted in my comedy roots of I've always respected so much how Jon Stewart can sit down with anybody and just have a conversation like that is the root of it all like he would go on Bill O'Reilly's show and I'm sure they had a beer after you know like Mm -hmm. even if they do not agree and I fully yeah 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 and it's it's just also also Trevor's a bit of a character yeah I I understand I've seen yeah yeah, you're you're more a little bit, you're more behind the curtains than most people. Yeah, but like I get it. Like you know, I'm I'm yeah. very perceptive of of people. You no, know. and yeah. and yeah, I get I get frustrated with that. With like, uh, sometimes I get people who in well, they're they're well intentioned, right? But they try to like intervene with like who I'm hanging out with or uh, what I'm talking about on stage, and it gets frustrating occasionally because i think about all of that you know what i mean yeah like i don't i don't i know it looks like i just like i don't know i attach to this person (laughs) like i think about all of that you know i'm not like a helpless person that you need to step in and tell me like oh you're like people don't respect you i'm like you think i would really you think i would really hang out with people i hang out with if they didn't respect me really like they do yeah, you I, know. I mean, my biggest insecurity, though, from being bullied, is like wanting to be liked. But that's probably why I do. Oh, up. I, you know, what I, I mean? definitely, yeah. I, dude, I have deep seated, yeah. Yeah, so like, I can have an interaction with somebody, and like, if it goes even a, a, d- a different way than I was expecting, then I'm in the shower going, "Did I like fucking? Did I do that?" I paid like I know everybody. This year hasn't been my strongest year for mental health. But I paid, <laughs> I paid for thousands of dollars of therapy to over the course of a couple of years to like be able to exist in my right. own skin around whoever. And like that stuff still remains, even if I've had a dip in all of that, you know, mm-hmm. in like my progress. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It does. It does drive me crazy, though, when like people who and they tend to be like either older people everybody is well-intentioned when like somebody says something about like oh i don't know if i do that joke that way or oh i don't know if you should hang out with this person like i know it's coming from a good place but it's also like come on like i'm an adult here too you know like i really do think about this stuff it's not that i'm just like oh boy i gotta latch on to someone do you also think it's because you're a woman oh for sure okay yeah i mean eh, yes and no i mean uh yeah yeah, we can we can start that conversation. That's been what? hot in the scene recently. What? What's hot? But uh, no, I I mean I do think that some of it's that, and it's interesting because it's like I get it from both sides. Like people that are like talking down to women, and then people who are trying to like champion women. Well, both sides will like give me talkings to. I'm like I. It's the most non-binary thing about me that I get sandwiched in the middle here. 
of like and i'm just like i just want to be a person like that that fundamentally like i just i want to be cool with everybody you know what i mean and i've never i don't know like i have my views and i still think that comedy is a realm where you get to say it's free speech i fundamentally believe in free speech and everybody should be able to say what they want to say if they tell a bad joke i always give people like three four weeks to figure it out you know what i mean if it's a newer comic before and and i don't even try to like intervene and tell somebody like oh you shouldn't say the f slur or whatever i will just wait until i have an opportunity to talk to that person like as a person that is always how because i'm not i'm not going to tell you what you can and can't say you know deliver and like they may trip and fall into like delivering it correctly yeah and most of the time most of the time those conversations aren't even oh you shouldn't say this word it's more of as a comic do you want that to be your punchline like do you like and and it's fully like i i don't care i i believe that you can say anything you want on stage as long as it's funny yep end of story yeah and that that includes whatever, but like Nightig won the whole roast with retard. Yeah, won the whole roast with yeah. that one word. And his delivery, he taught yes, me delivery course, is so important. Yes, that roast, but but yeah, yeah. And it's like you know what? If you earn it, you earn it. If you don't, you don't. And yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was thinking. I'm too. done on my soapbox. That's yeah, okay. You'll probably get on a couple <laughs> more while we're talking. For sure. Uh, um. When you were talking about just like getting sandwiched in the middle and being non-binary, I just thought to myself like, it's never been better to be like a straight white dude that doesn't care, because I'm just out of the line of fire and like I feel like that. And also, I feel like it's now a lot of like you guys fighting amongst yourselves about it because all of the like ones that like have strong opinions, you've like whack a mold them away out of your life to the point where you don't even have to like entertain them. So now it's just like, well, well, I'm queer. Well, I'm non-binary. And then it's, it's just like, it's a label fight. And uh, I am fundamentally, I'm from West Virginia. We talked about it. Like in my town, I just don't want people to give a shit. Like I do not care right. what pronoun you use for me. I do not care if you don't want to say gay or whatever else. Like just don't bother me. How about that? That's the bar for me. And that's what it's always been like that's small town yeah. shit though like everyone's in everyone else's shit oh it's yeah i so used to nuts dude when i came out i wasn't allowed my mom told me i wasn't allowed to tell anybody uh she's since come around and she's a much better person and is a very supportive mom of a gay kid however she told me i wasn't allowed to tell anybody so i went around and told everyone my age that i knew so that they'd tell their families it was like reverse reaganomics oh. it was a trickle up and uh <laughs> i let the whole town figure it out Oh, it w- that had to be kind of like awkward, right? Because you you put out all the seeds, right, and then you would run into someone else's like parents, and then they were probably just like, "Hey, George." Yeah. That, that was probably like like what probably years of just that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You probably still get that. Oh yeah, yeah. There were two rumors that went around about me uh, when I went to college. One was that I was on heroin, oh, okay. and one was that I was gay. And I was gay. I was never on heroin. I was a stoner in college, but not on heroin. What was the story? People didn't want to see me do well. Mm. I did really well in high school, and like valedictorian or no (laughs) shit. No, I wasn't getting in that fight. I was ninth in the class and happy with (laughs) it. Okay, I was in the top ten, so I got taken to the 
the top 10 lunch that they take you out with the principals and the principals ask you, what's wrong? What did we do wrong? What's a 4.2 GPA in West Virginia? It's like, yeah, you can like go with a pickaxe and mine coal. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's here your valid victory. Well, <laughs> truthfully, so many of us left that were in that top. Oh, if you notice, like if you if you try to talk to anyone from any school, their number one person is like legitimately a rocket. Like mine's a rocket scientist in Pittsburgh, travels the world. It's like yeah. he did it. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because like we were all smart right like i just wasn't good at i didn't care about grades like i was smart but i i wasn't gonna do the busy work i was always good at tests i didn't like homework yeah so i just would get like an occasional b and stuff here i think i graduated like a three nine something because i had like uh ap classes or whatever but it was like all my friends were like in a battle over like who had the highest above 4.0 and i just got to kick back and be like i'm graduating i'm out of here let's yeah. go like yeah it was crazy it really was my favorite stat from when that mattered was um my class had 211 starting out and then we graduated with 198 so like you know this is a not a surprise to you but some other people will be like you know five percent of your class dropped out and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> which is crazy because then you'll just see them at like a sheets and you're like hey austin like what's you up to and then he's like oh i couldn't I, and they're always like acting like like they just like try to quit smoking they're just like i can't do it anymore like i just can't it's so tough <laughs> yeah like, what? I, I was so much in an honors class bubble that i didn't even really notice when it was happening like but, if people did you were have a dropping. big school um i mean my graduating class i think was like 160 people maybe so it, it was like le- a little yeah. under a thousand kids in there. I, I kind of floated like like I was in honors, but then all, like I had a lot of friends that weren't. And then like yeah. I, I did. I yeah. floated. I had like my core group that was like right. my lunch table group. And we ended up being basically the top 10 of the class. And then Some mean girl shit here. It's not mean. We were nice. We were nice to everyone. And people like accused us of being a clique. And we were like, no, we're just like a friend group. We're you just know, dorks hanging out. That's, that's what I've always yeah. had. But uh, we played sports together and we did well in class. And that's kind of how it happened. But uh, I had that group. And then I had like, uh, I don't know, band and then theater. And those were pretty much, I think it. Like, I had a cup. No, that was pretty much it. It was, like, those three core groups. And I don't know. In my core friend group, though, we we did have... Uh, I was class secretary. We had the class VP and the class treasurer. And, yeah, we were all a bunch of... What the fuck, We <laughs> We were all fighting amongst ourselves oh, for man. president of everything. I remember when I didn't get president of National Honor Society. I was devastated, dude. Like, oh, oh so that rocked sad. my world. But I was drum major in marching band in high school. Oh, thank God. And yeah, right. <laughs> and I, it was so funny because like I put so much effort into all of that. And I remember getting to college and being like, all right, now I can kick back and party. And I remember this dude told me my first semester. He was like, that's not how college works, buddy. You should have taken all of that effort you put into high school and put it into college. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. No. And yeah i uh yeah i i wanted to like be popular like i or like in my mind i guess i guess every kid probably is just like i want to be cool 
But I I was bullied in eighth grade by like the popular dudes. So then I got kind of like I fought my who's a good friend of mine now, like probably arguably best friend. We're definitely borderline. We don't talk as much anymore. We're besties, dude. Hell yeah. He got my back. That's how you know it's a best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why am I even questioning You're this? still calling them best friends and you haven't talked? That's the best friend. Yeah. We manage. A, we, we half manage a fantasy football team together. Dude, we're, we're yeah. besties. But um, I fought him. I won. And then we both like split off to different groups. But like ever, ever since then, I was like, I'm madly insecure because of just like being bullied and being like, why don't you like me? Yeah. I had a bit of that in middle school. And then- uh, I mean, I also had always the closeted gay thing looming over yeah. me uh, that plenty of people could see. Oh, yeah, the newspaper. That was the other group of people I hung out with. That was cool. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I was assistant editor. Uh, but I you probably cried when you couldn't get editor. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I remember giving up editor for oh, one okay, of my friends because yeah. she was going to go into PR. And then I ended up being the marketing one. And I was like, well, isn't this just dandy? Because I thought I was going to be a teacher. <laughs> but uh, I I never looked at it as like, like I thought my friends were popular. I wasn't popular. Yeah. Like, and I wasn't like, I mean, I could do funny things, but like I really wasn't the one cracking the heart. Like I could get maybe the biggest laugh out of the friend group, but I wasn't the one consistently making jokes, you know? Like, I don't know. I just wasn't that. And like there were plenty yeah. of groups people that just hated me for no no reason other than I wasn't comfortable in my own skin and then also kept getting like, you know, good grades but wasn't trying and would join, you know, student government and stuff like that. And uh yeah, people just didn't like it. Yeah. Like after I split off, I met like two of my best friends now and um like they kind of like I was like this quiet kid, and then they were just like, "Dude, like ha- let's have fun, be yourself, whatever." And then they were also like sh- extremely extroverted, like fucking around, used to do bad shit, kind of like now they do half bad shit. And then like that really that really brought me out of like my own like bubble of my, in my own skin. And then um, like they were again they weren't like the, again the most popular kids or like the clickiest kids, but w- they were just cool with everybody. So then. I was like, oh, this is the play. It's just to just literally be cool with everybody so you can float. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you're in band, doesn't matter. Like, I would be hanging out with, like, drug dealers. And I'd be like, yo, Rico, tell me how to sell weed. Like, how does this even work? And he'd be like, hey, man, this is, you know. That's pretty much what I was in high school. It was like, I could float around. But I also did have an air of, like, oh, I hated myself so much. It's so funny to think back on, like, little high school me. If I could have just told her she was gay, she would have been so cool dude she would have been like fine i mean not with my family but i would have been like so much more myself and because of that like guarded part of me it was like i don't know i was always i wasn't mean but i wasn't like i wasn't like a genuinely nice person in the way that i feel like i can be now where i'm like i'm actually rooting for everyone yes and you're like guarding, but I think part of that is probably like not having a fully formed frontal lobe, you know? Like, oh yeah. Like American Hormones, high school, yeah. yeah. Like like you're a kid. Like you you think you're so old when you're in high school. You're like I'm pretty much an adult, and you're just not. Like you're a kid, and I think that I was just naive about a lot. Yeah, like I'm cool with all the people that like bullied me, mm-hmm. but and like this wasn't like, you know, them beating me up. It was just all verbal. 
You oh, know? yeah. And, like, it just fucked with me immensely without, it, like, in hindsight, of course. Because when you're in the moment, you're just, like, dealing with it. But, um, like, now if I see them, it's just, if they're still, like, if they're just weird now socially, then, I, then it's just always weird. But, like, I have a couple guys that, like, I'm like, yeah, what's up, dude? You're fucking bro. What's up? Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, I've liked that part of comedy, to be honest. It's, like, it's a cool place for me to see, like, oh, I can be just genuine with a bunch of people. Like, right. I will always, and I think it's how I get roped into that, like, gender conversation and everything else, is that I'll just be real. I'll just tell you my opinion and I'm happy to listen to yours. And yeah. like, if you make a point that resonates with me, I'll add it into the Rolodex of ideas I have. But if not, it's cool. We don't have to agree, you know, like, but I, I feel like comedy has helped me become a more genuine version of myself. Like I'm genuinely rooting for all of us to do well. Yeah. Like it is not, it's not a competition out here. Like I know there's like, that took me technically like a year doing stand up to get that out of my system. <laughs> I I came into it just being like I don't know anything like you all know more than me just inherently by being here mm -hmm. so tell me what you think and I think I had like a couple months where I was like you know feeling a bit of that competitiveness or whatever yeah. but to be honest like the what is it the rising tide lifts all boats yep. idea is like if we all get better at this like then we can become a scene that matters and, in the country and that's what i'm hoping for yeah where I have to, we all have to leave so yeah we're basically basically we're all on like a clock of like in, in four years if this isn't if this is the same we all have to probably go if we want to keep yeah. doing this but i think uh the pittsburgh scene though is such a good scene to like build time and you get more opportunities here to get on stage i believe r.i.p bryce dude <laughs> <laughs> poor bryce out there struggling in la well that i felt that in denver you know mm. i was fighting for i was fighting 50 people for 30 spots to get three minutes on a stage once a week oh, and, then and like here, that here's sucks. us doing seven mics a week and getting like 10 minutes at yeah corner talking to nobody but still and i mean like if i went to chicago or new york i'm sure i could hit four in a night you know like I could, I could really, there's, there's a ton of mics, but it's, it's like a quality question and a matter of like, uh, getting a chance to build time with longer sets. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get 10 minutes casually in a major city unless you go to a mic that gives you that. Like, like for me to get a headlining thing, um, this early on would just simply not happen. Right. Like. And and you know what? Am I fully ready to be a headliner? Hell no, I'm not. But I have a bulk of time. I'd love to run it. It's a great opportunity. And, Why the hell not? And, you know, yeah. it's one of those things, rip the Band-Aid off, do it a couple times. I mean, I was doing 15s before I should have been doing 15s, and I still did them. Yeah, we all and get pushed yeah, one way or another. You got to, yeah. like, you know, it's like the Steve Martin started playing banjo in his act because he didn't have time to fill at the place he was working at. Glorious man. And then just like would walk around. And that's like, I think part of where like Ramblin' Man came from was like, like his whole or like his, his one bit came from like him just needing to fill time in a club that yeah. he was getting booked for way more time than he had. And you know what? That's cool. His book's pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 I... I like what was crazy. What I went through was, is I had I made all I had all this time, and it was all bad, and then I got to run all that bad time. And like honestly, the sets would go fine. Mm -hmm. Like it would be like a roller coaster of like I can get a laugh, this one bombed. I can get yeah. a laugh, and then this one bombed. And like I did, 
the longest I've ever done was uh, I was a, like a year and a month into stand up, and I did like seventeen or eighteen minutes. Yeah, and I threw the whole kitchen sink, played it real slow. Like, whoa, that's a dog. Nala has thoughts about your set. Man, look at that. I have a guard dog. That's pretty sick. I don't even know what to do about this she's puppy. She's dope. She's a sweet little guard dog. Yeah, she's so sweet. Sweet um, big guard dog. Now she won't be allowed to come back in. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then I was like, why am I not getting any, why am I not getting booked at all? And I looked at my set, and I was like, it sucks. And then I deleted it, and, like, I took, obviously, slivers out mm-hmm. of it and eventually made them into more palatable things. But, like, now I'm like, oh, that that was the issue. Yeah. But it was fun to think that, like, I was able to run 17 minutes and, like, going home being like, that was fun. That, now, if you told me to do that again, I'd be like, no. One of my favorite things to do is to look at old sets that I did last <sighs> year where I, I remember, like, driving home being like, this is why I do comedy. Like, this is the best I've done so far. And I would always say so far, but I would, like, think, like, oh, you're getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I watch that now and cringe so hard. And like my best set that I had this year, I want to hate it next year. Like I want to look back on that and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And early on, I didn't worry as much about getting booked because I was like, I think that'll come whatever. Like, I don't, I think I was like, I got one show five months in, no, six months in and then got another show, maybe eight months in. And then, it just blew up yeah. in like September, October last year. But, um, but part of that came from me, like just working a set and having a usable amount of time, you right. know? And I don't even really like my show set now because I know I can write better than that now, but it still gets the job done, you know, while I'm still like figuring out this other stuff. Right. That's how I feel about like pretty much the first four minutes of my set. Yeah. <laughs> and, know, four and or five like, minutes of my 10 minutes. Getting set. booked isn't necessarily the thing, you know, it's, I, I mean, sure. It is the thing I would love. Like I'm like, look, book me on shows, please God. <laughs> but I, I think what's cool about those is that it's like, you're in a, you're in front of a room that cares. That's the part that matters to me mm-hmm. is like, you get to run your stuff in front of people who are really like, you can, you can get them. And uh, that, that there's nothing better. Yeah. Especially, especially cause you're sitting at open mics constantly. Right. So you're not like when you do get them, you're happy that night. That's what actually, that's what's interesting about stand up too, is how fleeting the feeling is. Oh yeah. Cause like went to Indy, had some pretty good sets. I was like, I, I could fucking do this the rest of my life. And then I like let it cool off. And then I watch the sets and I'm like, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. And like objectively good set, but like, mm-mm needs to be way better yeah and like i remember early on thinking it, it wasn't about getting booked i just wanted people to respect me because i did get a little bit of that like talking down to when mm-hmm. i was there but i remember thinking like okay if you have to be twice as funny to get to earn the respect of the people around you then get funny right like that is the legit talk i had with myself of like okay if we're going to do this, like, don't expect anything. Just make sure you're funny. That is the only rule mm-hmm. is like, if you continue to work on this, you can be funny. People see potential in you, like go earn that. And I want to like tell that to so many people that are like, Oh, I'm not getting booked. And like, Oh, and like, there's so many politics things to it too. Like your voice might not resonate with somebody who's booking a show. That's cool. I, I, 
had an opportunity to pick up a 20 minute set this month and I couldn't because my material's dirty and my material is dirty. Yeah. So, okay. That doesn't mean that I'm like unbookable. It just means right. that like I'm going to I until I grow my set to be to have a usable 10 20 that's clean, I don't get booked in those kind of rooms. And that's okay cuz that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Like it's just about can you be funny? Like so much of uh, all of that is just like, be funny, and I and I'm working on that constantly. I ran like fucking four one-liners last night. Three of them were terrible, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, but you got to do it. I have the issue. I like I like how we let just we let it creep in. We're me and you are both yeah, comedy sorry. dorks now. Yeah. It's just how it happens. Yeah. Um, I now like, I want to say I'm beyond anything, right? But like I'm beyond a laugh. I feel like a laugh's easy now. I'm like, like, not that I can make any joke a laugh, but like earning a laugh, it's like, okay, that's that's baseline. Now it's like, can I kill? Can I get three laughs in a row? Like that's, yeah. So like, I'll go up. Uh, this is why I love being like two years in now. Is like new people will be like, dude, that was like a good set, and I'm like, that was awful, oh, dude. Yes. What are you talking about, man? Yeah. Like, ah, I and just bombed up there. When you see how well your material can do and you go run it in like a room that you know could have d- could have given you more. Yeah. Like you just feel that and it it could be like an objectively like yes, everybody laughed. We all had a good time. Ha ha ha. But I'm right. like, yeah, but if I had just done this, like you would have like lost it. Like I would have been your favorite person <sighs> tonight. And yeah, I love that though. Like the bar keeps raising. And it's so cool. It makes it harder to run new material for me, honestly. Because you're a little nervous. You're like, oh, this this is going to suck. Yeah. and that's But that's a good equalizer for like, I'm not great at this thing. I'm really not. And you can see it with my new material because it takes me time. Now, my new material bar has risen Mm -hmm. over the last year. Like, it's not like I'm running stuff that's just completely... You have like a joke or two in there. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I usually plan it out to where it's like a i don't know like a step above where my new material used to be but still it takes so much time for me to get it to a usable point Uh, i feel like i feel like that's my issue is like i don't i don't i feel like i honestly lost a a step somewhere like i don't know i'm gonna call it old age dude because like i feel like in my 20s i was just like so my personality i guess this is i guess i can start with this my personality in high school was my, we would always just like fuck with each other. It went from bullying to fucking with each other constantly, like classic, yeah. like bros would do. So that made me f- like fuck with everybody because I was friends with everybody. And then I told myself in my brain is like, if you don't say what you're thinking, then you're gonna stutter. Because I also had like a little bit of a stutter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, but it wasn't like a true like that that that. It was just I was unconfident of what I was saying, so right. it would come out like Mother. sad. Yeah. yeah. So. I would just be br- really honest and I would push people to the point of like, them hating me. And then I would just be like, my bad. I didn't mean to like do that. And then we would like, okay. okay. And then I'd push again. Like my buddy was like, your habitual, habitual button presser was a, a, a definition for me. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like I kind of lost that a little bit from just doing stand up because I'm so worried about the material on stage that like, I'm losing that like jab, like that quick shot. You know what I mean? I feel like, so I had that, I would almost say, how do I say this? Like elementary school me, like, like Mm -hmm. kindergarten me 
was somebody who would say anything that was on her mind and like say it quickly and say it in such a way. I grew up around adults. Yeah. I was an only child. So like I was always around adults. So I was really quick with that kind of stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, And then I realized that I was like pushing people's buttons, but I wouldn't know that I was pushing people's buttons. So then I backed way off oh. of that in middle school <laughs> and high school. Like I would fully cross lines with people and be like, why do you think what you think? Do you and I'd be like questioning somebody's like core belief about themselves and I was like question everything you know and I I, people get mad at me and I couldn't figure out why for the like the long it was like a frustration in early childhood and then I toned it back so I could be likable in like middle school and high school but comedy has like let me feel a little more comfortable in myself that I'm like willing to like do the quick jab again. And also the roast, the roast yeah. has been so good for me of like fast thinking stuff. Spot. Maybe I can yeah. just buck up and do one of those. Cause but I'm so worried about get, like getting my actual shit good. Yeah, no, I mean, I've spent Talk so to Blake. much. <laughs> you no. know, he's like, I've wasted Seriously. so much time. I've been in every roast this year. I feel like if I took, half the amount of time I took learning to write a roast joke and writing good roast jokes, like which I have gotten good at. Two time chat. Uh let's go. Uh but <laughs> but I like I haven't been able to put that into my set and it is frustrating. Right. Like after a while. I mean I'm about to be on the next one, Champions Roast. Woo woo. Yeah. But but I also don't look at it as wasted time because I needed writing exercises to get my writing better. And now I feel like my writing has leveled up in a way. Um, I don't think it's fully where it needs to be at all, but it's gotten better from last year. And I think it's because of the roast. So now I can take that information and put it into my set. Like, it's like I learned how to write a joke. I didn't start learning how to write a joke. I just learned how to like tell a story and find a punch along the way is how I felt in the beginning. Now I can write a joke. The competition got me to write a joke. I sucked at that, but I wrote so many. I wrote 20 that week. I tried to repurpose stuff in I my act. I watched you do it. And I sucked at it. And I, I still don't think it's my strong suit. It's really not. But I'm more of a, you know, stream of consciousness person. Same. Yeah, I just... I always that, have been. That's what got me to, like, the, like, oh, that's the punchline. Oh, that's the punchline. But Yeah. Um, I guess for me personally, the reason I'm not doing, like, roast jokes is because, like we talked about earlier, like, I'm finally getting a set that's, like, clicking together so and you can see it yeah so i just i'm like well i don't want to waste that time because i want to get to the, like a nice 15 but then i'm like oh well i just i just want more like i love the, like like going okay what's the new one of the day and then it's like oh there was that one story that because i also am older keep so. all that rolling though like yeah yeah keep go yeah plus a candle company bud uh yeah yeah i mean but the thing <laughs> is there's i feel like there's such a balance between like like running new stuff, like writing that out and working on like your show set, right? Like yeah. your stuff that you're punching up. And I still am of the mindset that I will always write down the new idea, even if I hate it. And then I can go back through it later when I'm in the mindset. Like, I don't know. And I've had a few times where I've gotten up with like a premise idea that I've just been sitting on. And I'm like, I haven't written anything, but let me just go see where this goes. Yeah. And it it at least ends up giving me like, a starting point to run off of because I'm way better at editing than I am raw writing. See, so much better. I'm finding uh, this is what bums me out too because you think you think 
you're this one type of person and then you end up being like someone completely else and yeah i really thought that i wouldn't be i would be more of like an on stage i'm still very much bullet points like if i think of a tag in in the set like in a no matter where it is it, and if it could burn me whatever i'm probably gonna say it which is like you know part of my personality like mm-hmm. i was explaining but um now it's like oh i like writing a little bit yeah are we burning something I don't know. I don't know either. Something else. You, know cool, you know what's cool? You know what's cool about having a podcast that no one listens to? Hmm. I can compress this, and it doesn't. And if it still says in the background, I'm still putting it out because it doesn't matter. Hell yeah! Because basically, the goal is is that I'm gonna get all of my pals on, and then it's like your origin story, and then we'll just talk about real shit the next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So what's in the news? How do you feel about <laughs> the Pentagon? I love hearing comedians' origin stories. Honestly. We don't hear about them. Like, you, like we're just uh, out that's there. my whole set though <laughs> i mean well no yeah, it's not my whole no, it's not really i'm but i believe in mining your childhood for the gold like i have a what i have a life that's mineable my parents have been running bits forever yeah i would say mine's like 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 i mean my grandma joke like it's i think it's fire mm-hmm. uh and it's so 50 50 with people but that was a real conversation that happened so yeah Grandma, yeah. don't, don't listen to this. Yeah, my grandma fell, and they legitimately put it in the chat, and I had to remove myself from the chat so I wouldn't send a link to Doctor Lorkin's Wikipedia page. Oh like my that God. is my. F- I'm like, oh, I'm black sheep of the family with that shit. Ooh, it's great. I I find myself a bit of the black sheep. Do you feel you uh, like because you moved away, they, your family treats you differently? Not really, because uh, they well they treated me differently for coming out as gay for a while. So yeah, and you then, were already different. So that but didn't then count. they, yeah. I've always, uh, okay, not not to be like that, but but for real, I've always been like, everyone just kind of looks around and goes, oh, that's Georgia. No one understands what she's doing, why she's doing it, but she is, she's an original character, that's for sure. And like that's kind of how my family always was. They were like. She's either going to do great things or she's going to, I don't know, forget to take the lint out of the dryer and burn her house down. We don't know what direction we're headed. Like, I was always, I don't know. They were, like, I was never good at, like, basic stuff, but it's, like, the big stuff that I'm good at. Like, ideas and, like, I've always been a really good talker and, Mm -hmm. like exploring all of that but at the same time like i suck at laundry you know like the basic maintenance stuff yeah so my family always thought like oh if you get arrested it'll be for unpaid parking tickets and probably but they're expensive too yeah they are heard you got hit with a 200 hundred dollar one yeah yeah didn't know that was possible how much is it now you think oh shit if i know there (laughs) probably was a warrant out for all i know (laughs) probably expensive that was um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like that's the crazy uh, let's put that on the internet yeah um, and anyone else with warrants we need to talk about <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just so we can find you know if you come to scarpazies on a wednesday night i bet you could just find there's a handful of of, of comics with warrants out of i'm here. sure yeah <laughs> D- deep dark past yeah yeah, either warrants or past arrests or <laughs> anything. I mean, that's what I love about comedy, though. Is like we're all just people out yeah. here. We're all people with something to say. Most of, some of us are figuring out still what to say, but like, I I love that. I truly do. Like, I love. I I will always respect comedians for doing comedy. Like that's why. Like I love the, like like where I am at 
because I do I love stand up. I need it. I like absolutely need mm-hmm. it in my life. If I absolutely. don't actually I wanted to talk about this too. Do you get like FOMO of like if you don't have any, any shows the weekend, you see people like posting them at shows, like that they're at shows. Do you kinda get like a I could totally go for a fucking set right now, that'd be banging. A thousand percent. Okay. Like I honestly if I could touch a mic every day of my life for the rest of my life, I would. Yeah. Because if I go like yeah, so I need to go out more more Mondays, but like so if I go, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and sometimes most Fridays too, I'm gonna start going to Parkway more. We'll see. I but love Parkway. I love Park- Parkway. I love Parkway too. It's just Friday nights. I I'm like I'm tired. But uh, yeah, no, and that's yeah. good to do too, because like you can burn yourself out. But I just always uh-huh. want to hold a mic in my hand and talk. Yeah. So then, like, if I don't do, so if I do take three days off around a weekend, right? I'm just like, what? Like, am I even funny? I suck. Like, and then I go do a set. I'm like, oh, thank God, oh, thank God. That's what I worried about with the last cruise I went on. Because that was a forced week. I mean, that's pretty much, I think, why my mom's making me go on this next one, too. And I say making me. She's paying for everything. I love her to death, and I really appreciate it. (laughs) But part of it is, like, my family being like, take a a break. Right. You know? And even on the cruise, I'm, like, I'm going to comedy shows and sitting there and, like, trying to. But it it is good to take a break every once in a while. And I came back not terrible at comedy. Like, I, I had this belief for a while that, like. You take too many days off and you're you're just gonna lose it all and that's so not the case. Like also you get you don't get material if you keep going up. Yeah. Like it dries, and the dries only up. thing yeah, you have to uh, that's one of my favorite pieces of advice from Seneca is is like you still have to go live life. Like you still have to yeah. go be a person, like go live life and then talk about it, you know? Like I don't know. I I was I'm very bad at being balanced though. Me too. I just yeah. Because if you like something, you're just like, well, I'm doing this every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going on vacation next week. Nice. And I'm like, and it's like a whole family thing. Like my cousin's getting married on Labor Day, and then it's you know. Where are you going? Uh, Outer Banks. Oh hell yeah! I love yeah. it out there. Yeah. I don't, but it's cool. Um, okay. I mean, it's I like the things out on the Bahamas. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's Caribbean where we went. Stuff. Yeah. The last time it was my first time there. It was freaking amazing. The blue water. It, the, it's just, it, it's so, like, how can you swim in the Atlantic ever again? I know. I floated in that water for an hour. Yeah. And just, like, we were on, like, a calm side of the beach. And, oh, my gosh. It was truly, it was spiritual. It yeah. was it was great. <laughs> you got baptized by the Bahamas. Um, I did. But I was, like, searching for open mics in 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 the outer banks and then i was just like what the fuck are you doing like are you really gonna go to like a mixed mic where like there's poetry and and i know exactly but that's the problem i'm like you know what maybe you should just take this time to like i don't know relax and talk to your family instead of it's true it is part of the reason my family's taking me on a boat in international waters to get (laughs) me away from a microphone like it is it's kind of what I like about the cruise thing too. Is like you just don't, you don't have any responsibilities for a whole week. Like you don't have to do anything, and there's nowhere you can go. So there's like limited options. So you're not option overwhelmed. Like it's the best. Maybe that's what I need to do but, with my family. But I went on a work thing last year in Boston and still went to an open mic. Yeah, I was there for like two nights. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's just, I, I get itchy thinking about missing like the mics, because even though I was doing short like. I'd come like I was like consistent like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for like the longest time. But like at one point it was two two on Tuesday 
and then you get four on a Wednesday, some some, and mm-hmm. then and then two to three on a Thursday. I was like, oh shit! Well, I'm hitting was at eight mics in three days. I'm like, well, you know, how many more do I need? Yeah, I I love that though. I uh, love to do more than one a night. Like especially, oh, if mm. I if I bomb and there's another mic open, I'm like I would rather bomb three times in a night than just once. Like uh, I'm gonna go. I'd bomb take, every. T- I'd bomb a hundred. It's times. like missing a foul shot. Like I want to stay in the gym the rest of the night. We're fucking losers. Yeah, because oh, we're we're talking about like going up on stage in front of a bar where no one cares and and just wiping ourselves. Like just on the ground, just dying yeah. up there, and we're like, we need that. That's our like we yeah yeah hundred percent. We vote for that. Oh, and I have like plenty of things to do, like to counteract like the horrific bomb times, you know? Because like I go through phases where I'm like, oh man, I suck at this, you know? And like you gotta like have your things to like bring yourself back. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's always ebbs and flows too. It's like you'll have for sure. It's a, it's a yin and yang. Yeah. Like, yeah. My someone, favorite someone thing. Someone told me I was funny and I bombed. My <laughs> favorite thing is to crush a show and then go to a mic afterwards and eat mm. shit. I've done it. Yep. Oh, it's it's the best because it's just like at that point you're like, all right, I know I'm good at this, but I know I need to get better, and it's so fun to me, like that, like change. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, maybe I'm a sadist. That though. Casey show that I was on, like you could argue that I probably had one of the best sets of the night there, and then. Uh, my my girlfriend's friend was like, "Oh, like that's so cool! Like I, you know, I might try that." I'm like, "How about we go to an open mic right now?" Because I was like, "I wanted to hit, I think it would have been, I think nine or eleven sets in a week." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I really, or, or no, it was ten Because I was like, "I want double digits." So I was like, "I'm gonna go do Parkway no matter what." So we went to Parkway, and they sat there and they watched back into Parkway. Yeah. And, and oh, I, and I had a rough yeah, night you were there. that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's that Me was too. rough. Me too. Yeah, I didn't get a single laugh. And yeah. um they were like, "So that's what it's like." I'm like, "Yeah, you just saw the good yeah. thing happen, which it feel good it feels good for everyone involved. You don't hear about every other night where I'm just dying over and over again to no yeah. one." But it's like a, it's I don't know. I still I honestly I've started to learn how to like accept and love the bomb in its own way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I last week at Scarps, I knew that there was like nobody that was really cared in the audience. So I just did some stuff that I wanted to try. And I got a few like I had like I think three people watching me while two girls screamed in the corner. And I was just like, you know what? This was good. This was all right with yeah. me. This was you know, like this would be wholesome considered a bomb. However, I had fun. These couple of people had fun. You take the little bit you can yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like last week, my. Uh, it didn't feel wasted. Yeah. The stupid uh, 9-11 to my food pyramid thing actually like got a chuckle from the two people that were paying attention to me. And I'm like, did I actually say that right to enough for it to actually be funny? And all I added was um, I said that uh, this is such a bad joke. Um I was going to mourn my eating habits and I'm never going to forget this moment. So I had to never forget in mourning. And I was like, oh, so this is the night I live in my food pyramid. And those people went, ah, and then I was like, woo, I'll probably yeah. never, t- never tell it again. Or at least I'll never get to work. But like, no. it's just funny to think that you might though. Uh, I got a trip. Or at least you that. have a lead on an angle. Sometimes I'll watch people like get intrigued on something like a direction. I take something yeah. and I'm like, all right, I got to write that direction. And then see how it goes, and it ends up being really cool. 
So. Yeah. You know what we need to do? What do we need we to need do? We need to go draft a fantasy football team and then d- go and do And then do con- comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Why uh, am I doing fantasy football? If anybody wants to leave in the comments. Uh, there won't be any. Um, yeah, I know. It's probably be- <laughs> yeah, it's probably because you're gay. <laughs> so. Um, leave in the comments. Uh, gay? Yeah. Uh, gay it, gang? It, you know, if you, yeah, if you <laughs> listened this far, just type gay in the comments to know that you. That that's, I just want to know that you listened. Yeah. That's what I want to An know. hour and three minutes in. So <laughs> that's yeah. been our time. Thank you, Georgia Border, for being Thanks on Red Talk. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.